0: Talk Back Matters from The Salvos. Oh yes, I'm the great pretender, Ooh. pretending that I'm doing well, Ooh. my knees Can tell. Ever been ripped off by a rogue tradesperson? A cowboy, as some people call them? The new BBC TV series Dirty Tricks of the Tradesman is a real eye-opener where builder Roger Bisbee poses as a rogue tradie to rip people off and it's all being filmed secretly. Roger had a chat with me about it on the phone.
1: Yeah, the program is really um, a little bit of what they call infotainment, which is a bit of information and a bit of entertainment. The idea is that people set their friends and family up, and that uh, I'm playing the cowboy, and uh, I come into the house and try and rip them off for as much money as I possibly can. <laughs> um, they've got the collaboration of their their friend or colleague or or, or family member, but. Uh, they don't know anything about the fact they have been ripped off. All they know is a tradesman is turning up at their house. We, we're carrying secret cameras, and uh, I've got an assistant, Luke, who also carries um, cameras and recording equipment. We try to get the pictures. Obviously, sometimes working in a live situation like that is a little bit difficult, but um, one way or another, we try to pick up what we can of the action as it takes place. So I must admit, I was really surprised at the way that some people just rolled over and Paid the money up without any real objection or fight at all.
0: Do you juggle that, the TV stuff, with uh, your own building career?
1: Yeah, very difficult actually. And, And funnily enough, I mean, one of the things that's come out of this is that there are people now that have seen me on the television ripping people off, and they can't really separate out the fact from the fiction. So even the lady down the road when she'd seen me on the television whipping or attempting to rip people off, she didn't see the end of the program. She didn't see the way it was resolved and uh, she thought I was a cowboy, so she was um, she was up in arms <laughs> telling everybody up and down the street that I was uh, up to no good. So That's it true. is it's difficult to to, to find a, a balance there. You know, I've
0: heard that happen to a few actors in Australia's Most Wanted and America's Most Wanted, how the, yeah. they're, they're portraying the criminal and... and uh, at times, uh, one or two occasions when they've actually had the police called on them thinking they were the criminal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's right. I think it happens, and it happens to soap stars as well in the supermarket. They get people coming up to them, confusing the role they're playing with uh, their real-life character. So, so yeah, it's, it's a risk there. But, I mean, generally, we got through that.
0: Oh, look, it was it's, it's absolutely brilliant television. And what, I wanted to, what we all would love to ask you is, how did you learn about all these scams that go on?
1: Yeah, I mean, those ones, we had to sit down and just come up with some of these scams and think about what might be possible. Some of them we'd heard of and we got from other cases. So we were reenacting existing scams, if you like. But in other cases, we just had to be inventive. The thing that really amazed me with a lot of people is the way that they let you into their home and they just let you get on with it. You know, they go back to watching the television or they go back to what they were doing and they just give you free run of their house they have never met you before, and uh, and they take your word for everything that you
0: say. Really, it's just unbelievable how that happens. And and like I've done it myself, you know. let just let them go. Oh yeah, yeah. Go and you know, and you sort of never even think about what could happen. And then watching this program that you're on, it's like suddenly it's like yeah. it's, it's an eye-opener. I, I, yeah, I, I mean,
1: you know, if if I was sort of giving advice to people as how to avoid it, I think I'd be saying you've really got to look a bit more interested in what's going on. You know, when somebody comes into your house and they're potentially going to take £500 off you or whatever, then you should be asking questions, you know, because the the more you can just not exactly put them under pressure, but take an interest so that they think, oh, this person's not silly. You know, maybe I won't rip this person off. I'll, I'll wait and do it to somebody down the road. They just size the person up. Right. And sometimes if the person just looks very, very uninterested in the whole thing, doesn't have any technical knowledge and have admitted that they don't have any technical knowledge, then you start rubbing your hands and thinking, okay, I can see an opportunity coming up here. But if they're on your case, if they're asking questions, they're sort of following you around, they want to know what's going on, and if you replace any parts, they say, well, can I keep the old part just to show my partner or whatever or show the insurance company then that's always a good thing because a lot of the time I was just pretending to replace parts. And if they had said to me, "We well, can I have a look at the old part? I would have been really stuck because I hadn't even replaced it.
0: That's hilarious because I remember seeing one episode where you said, now all we're going to do is we're going to go into the basement. We're going to make a lot of noise as if we're going to replace this part. I've got a part I brought from home. I'm going to show him this old part. And tape up what, That's it. and it's hilarious. You're going to tape up what you said you've replaced, and you haven't done anything at all. And it's like,
1: what? That's right. And that, and that particular guy, I think, was uh, a prison officer, and he was a pretty wily guy. You know, he was he was dealing with criminals all day long. But we managed to rip him off for about what four hundred pounds, I think, or something like that, uh, quite quickly. And he wasn't happy. I could see he wasn't happy when we were doing it. You know, he was. You could see him sort of just going through. He looked like he was unwell, really. But. Uh, <laughs> Coughed up. He didn't. He didn't actually object. He could just tell he was a bit fed up. But uh, it was almost a question of saying to him, "Look, this is one option. It's going to cost you four hundred pounds. The other option is going to cost you one thousand five hundred pounds." So. Which one do you want to go for? Yeah, you know, right. and then the four hundred one one doesn't looked man. cheap.
0: Another classic was when you presented them with this box that was going to help this pool become more ah, yeah. efficient the way it operates. And you put a, and there was actually just a brick inside this box yeah. that you made up. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was my idea to put the brick in, but um, I think it just gives it a bit more substance, you know. And I just thought it would make it look a bit more convincing, like there's some heavyweight electronics going on inside that thing. But the lady. Once again, she didn't even really ask. She didn't check the box. She didn't look at the, you know, what was going on. She did. But the interesting thing there would, I think, have been for her to say, "Can I keep the instruction booklet?" Yeah. You know, because obviously, if it's a booklet, there must be a guarantee with it and all the rest of it. And I would have had real serious problems giving her. An instruction booklet for a plastic box with a brick in it, <laughs> and uh, she would have really had me on the hot, but she didn't. She didn't ask to see anything, you know. I mean, if somebody comes and charges you that kind of money and leaves a part in your home, you want to say, well, what's the warranty on it? Can I have the document, you know? And so Absolutely. On. So, yeah, again, you know, just I think people just by sheer laziness, if you like. They've got busy lives, they've got other things going on, maybe, but they're just not interested at all in, in what you're doing.
0: Can you tell us a few of the other really uh, tricky scams that are pulled off?
1: Yeah, we—I mean, we, we tried. Funny enough, in in every house there was a genuine job that I could have done, which would have helped them. And I had a great deal of trouble resisting, you know, playing the good guy if you like, and, and telling them about the real problem they had. But but I mean, we had um, we had showers that didn't work, and I just went up there and played around with the shower, and then I thought, okay, this isn't going to make us enough money, so we put a little solar panel on this shower to um, increase the efficiency of it. And the idea that we could put a solar panel on the bathroom windowsill that would do anything at all to increase the efficiency of the shower is a complete joke. So little things like that, uh, you know, work very well. But we try to get a bit of variety, a bit of plumbing here, you know, a bit of rising damp, roof problem, chimney problem, boiler problem, all the usual ones that that come up and seem to attract the cowboys, you know. But um, what I really wanted to do was a bit of cold calling, just going and knocking on people's doors and seeing if, uh, if we could just, you know, con them into parting with a few hundred quid for a slipped roof tile or something like that. <laughs> but we weren't allowed, uh, the BBC <laughs> wouldn't allow us to just go cold calling on people. So yeah. that, that opportunity was denied nice to me, but I'd, I'd really, dearly love to see how I could get on with doing that sometime. I think I've got a talent for this now. I've developed a, a bit of My son said I should, be, should have been doing it years ago. <laughs> Better money than working for a living. Yes,
0: I'm the great pretender. Just laughing and gay like the cloud. Roger Bisbee from the BBC's Dirty Tricks of the Tradesman. Part 2 with more ways that Roger scammed people is coming up in a few weeks' time. To contact Roger, just go to selfbuilder.net. I find it interesting what Jesus said to his disciples when he sent them out to tell others about the free gift of salvation. In the Bible, Matthew records it in chapter 10, where Jesus said to them, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.